Hello, St. Louis. This is your host of STL Leaders, Brian Bisking. And today I have a great guest on the line. We have Jeff Linehan. Jeff is currently the co-founder, president, and COO for Advocado. Jeff is an experienced entrepreneur and inspirational leader with an emphasis on strategy, fundraising, and operations. Jeff has 14 plus years of entrepreneurial experience, predominantly focused on advertising and marketing space. In fact, it was a shared time with his co-founder, Brian, in the agency space that seeded the idea for Advocado. Jeff has successfully founded and co-founded multiple companies, including two in the ad tech space. It's my great honor to welcome Jeff Linehan. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to uh, talk to you about leadership today. I, you know, I've, I've known you probably a couple years now, and I know you, you know, started several companies, and uh, I've always found it fascinating that uh, in a previous life, you were even an attorney and, and, uh, and then started a, a couple uh, startups and uh, has all been successful. So I'm anxious to hear, you know, kind of your pathway to, to where you're at today and, and your leadership qualities and, and share that with our guest. Yeah, happy to share. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, I always kind of start these podcasts uh, very similar in the same way. I always start them with leadership styles. Um, when I think about leaders uh, in our community, everybody's got uh, you know unique styles and different styles, and I think it's important to really understand what the different styles are out there and how people lead. And so, the first question I usually always ask is, you know, when you think about your leadership and the style that you lead from, what do you, what, how would you define that, and and how did how did you define that? Sure. So. Uh, um you know, Brian, I, I think that the, the easiest and simplest way that I would describe my leadership style is, is quite simply people first. Uh, I am, uh, and, and, and my co-founder, Brian, and, and business partner for 10 years, um, we're, we're big believers in, uh, in ensuring that uh, our team is having a successful uh, experience, both personally and professionally, that it's rewarding for them uh, and that from that will will come fantastic results. Uh, it, you know, it's not. Um, you know, I, we're. I, I'm a big. I'm big fan of of Bob Chapman uh, over at Barry Waymiller and his his philosophy about this, and and have really embraced it myself in in all of my companies and all of my leadership positions. And so, yeah, that's really how I'd sum it up. Is it's all about ensuring that um, we do what's right for the people first. Uh, and that that will organically produce the the successful results that we're looking for. Absolutely. Well, I think you know, in any kind of startup organization or any business, I think the leaders who take the stance that their people are you know their biggest asset, and the people um, that are working for the organization help lead and develop uh, the organization and the and the path for it. I think makes uh, organization culture absolutely outstanding, and so. Uh, I think it's awesome that you shared that and that you you believe in that and it, and it obviously very much shows with your leadership style. Um, yeah, and it's it's been a journey. You know, it's uh, it's not something that happened overnight. Um, uh, quite frankly, you know, we're it, it, we're we're always learning and growing. Uh, in my opinion, so um, I'm still I'm still doing things wrong. I'm sure, uh, and I still have room for improvement, but. Um, you know, really with Advocado, um, it, it, which is our most recent experiment um, in, in a startup, it, it's, we, we've just, we've been very, very, very fortunate uh, to build a fantastic team. And, um, and we've done it really utilizing that philosophy from day one. And, and quite frankly, that's probably the first time that I've ever done that from day one. 
right? Yeah. And, and done it, done it in a meaningful way. Well, let me ask you this: What do you do? You think there's certain qualities um, that that make up a great leader, and that you have in yourself that have defined that leadership style for you? Yeah, I mean, look, I I think um, in, in my experience, uh, a leader can can be uh, somebody who's ingrained with 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 innate leadership abilities, but I also think it's something that. Um, you can become. I don't, I don't think it's something that everyone can become, but I do think that um, there are people out there uh, who, who don't realize that they have the, the qualities and, and the attributes to be a, a, a really effective leader. And you know, one, one of the things, I mean, it, this, this goes a little bit to kind of my purpose in life, which we're getting a little sidetracked, I apologize, but no, all good. You know, it's, my, my purpose in life is about helping people uncover those hidden talents that they don't know exist. And I think, I think in my opinion, leadership can be one of those Yeah. and, and the ability to be an effective leader. So yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, you know, there's attributes and qualities that some are, some are ingrained, some are learned, but, um, you know, what, what they are, I mean, it, it you know, it's, it's, I don't. I don't think there's one specific recipe for leadership, right? I mean, there's. I, I think it's the most written about, talked about, spoken about topic, certainly in in the business sphere, right? Yeah. And um, and everybody has their own take on it, and everybody has their own philosophy on it. And frankly, I think there's there's good good things and right things in all of those. And I think there's probably some stuff that's not necessarily 100% spot on, or at least in every situation. Yeah. So, you know, I hate to answer a question with, you know, it kind of depends, but it's just one of those things. I, I, I can't say that there's one set, in my opinion, that there's one set of attributes that makes somebody a really quality leader, um, or, or that there's one set of attributes that will, will preclude you from being a, a quality leader either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's why this podcast is so important and so awesome is, you know, we get we get and I get different uh, takes from great leaders in our community on what those qualities they that they believe those qualities are. Um, and so I think it's you know important to your point that it's not just one set of defined qualities. Um, and I think you also made a good point there that um, not necessarily you're born a leader, but you can become a leader by being a student of leadership. Right. And. So that brings me to, you know, one thing I always love to, to ask in this podcast is, where did you learn to become a leader? Did you have a mentor along the way? Did you, you know, how did you, how did you become a leader in your own, in your own right? Uh, so, yeah, yes, I did. I had a, a number of folks that I would, I would, two or three folks that I would consider to be mentors, one with whom I worked particularly close, but um Closely, excuse me, but frankly, um, Brian, I, I really attribute um, the vast majority of my success in terms of develop, and I don't mean business success. I mean success in developing into um, a, you know a reasonable leader. Because um, I, I don't know that I call myself a great leader at this stage, but <laughs> but I'm working on it, right? I'm trying to become a great leader. Um, uh, is is my involvement in EO, the entrepreneurs organization, and uh, the the incredible leaders that I've had an opportunity to work with and spend time with and be around, uh, and, and the, the community of people that are always thirsting to learn more and grow into something bigger and better, uh, and make, make a big mark on the community and, and, and on their business and on, on various, you know, in, in various ways. That's, that's been, if I point to one thing, that would be it. 
Yeah. Well, let me do this for me. You know, I'm sure some of people listening to this podcast aren't 100% familiar with what EO is. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. what EO is, but give our guests yep. a, just a 30,000-foot overview of what EO is and uh, how it's been impactful to you, you know, just as a, as a leader. Sure. So um, EO is a, is a global community of entrepreneurs. We have about 15,000 members across the globe in about 160 countries. Uh, and um, there's, there's a pretty basic um, set of qualifications that you have to meet. You have to have a business that, that exceeds a million dollars a year in revenue, uh, and you have to be a, a, a majority owner or a controlling owner in that business. And, and that qualifies you, at least on, on, on the surface level, for being an EO member. And um, it has, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an organization that, um, that, when we think about being an entrepreneur and we think about being a leader, it's a really lonely place to be, right? Uh, because it, you're, you're up there on this pedestal and you're charged with being responsible for the livelihoods of your team, uh, the, 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 the future of your company. If you have outside investors, you're, you're beholden to uh, returning a, a return on their investment to them. So there's all kinds of pressures that, um, most people who are not entrepreneurs just can't really relate to. And so having access to a community of people who are like-minded, who all go through those same experiences on a daily basis and can share their experience uh, is, is invaluable. And all that stuff, you know, I, I like to say it's the stuff that I can't talk to my wife, I can't talk to my kids, I can't talk to my parents. Not, not because I, I'm not comfortable sharing it with them, but oftentimes they just, they don't have like, like experiences or, or the ability to relate to me because they've never been in that position. Sure. So having, having that kind of access um, to that kind of a community of people who can, who can then provide support through sharing experience, through um, learning, uh, learning experiences, you know, whether it be speakers or, um, you know, doing exercises, whatever that might be, uh, is, is really what EO is about. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, um, like I said, I've had the pleasure of being a part of EO for, you know, a while and getting to know several of the community leaders that are in EO that are in our community here in St. Louis and just a fantastic organization, a great, a great place for, uh, entrepreneurs to get together and share ideas and share their thoughts and, and further their business. And so, um, I'm also a big fan of it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I echo well, that and the, the cool, the, the really cool thing that I like about EO, right. Is that I not only have that opportunity here locally and trust me, I've had, I've, I've had, I've been so lucky to develop relationships with people here locally who are just incredible entrepreneurs and incredible leaders. Um, but I've also had that opportunity, um, outside of the St. Louis community, outside of the United States, outside of, uh, you know, outside of North America, even right. Yeah. Um, and interacted with people from Asia and Africa and Europe. And so, um, you know, just, just broadening that, that potential, um, horizon has been incredible. Well, absolutely. And you know, one thing I know about you is you, uh, you travel a lot. I think, you know, if you've told me in the past, I do. you have a goal to hit 50 countries uh, before you turn 50, how many countries have you hit so far? Uh, I am at 50 on the dot right now. You are so, and I'm, I'm 45 dot. years old, so I'm I'm now gaming. Uh, we'll see what COVID does for uh, <laughs> for this, right? But uh, I'm now gaming to to get to 60 under 50. So that's we'll awesome. That's cool. Yeah. 
So let me ask you, when you, you know, you started your career, uh, even before you, I guess, started several businesses, uh, what's one thing you wish you would have known uh, back then that you know now? Hmm. Uh, do we have that much time? Do we have like <laughs> six hours that we could uh, spend on that topic? Why don't we pick one um, one thing that you that you would point out to to maybe somebody who is you know starting their career or uh, trying to become a successful leader? What's kind of one thing that you wish you would have known then that you obviously know now? You know, um, I, I'm actually um, I'm going to point to a tool that we use called Culture Index, which is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a screen tool that we use to help us um, in, in a variety of different ways in all of our companies. It helps us build the right team and bring the right people into the organization, ensure that those people are in the right positions to, to be successful. Um, but it also is incredibly helpful in helping us understand who we are as people and have been since we were age 12. And, and that goes a long way to allowing us to communicate effectively and um, and understand, right? And a, and a great example of that is um, when we started Advocado, it was Brian and I and one engineer. And um, Brian and I think at a 40,000 foot level. And the nature of who this engineer is, this person thinks at, at like a 30 foot level. And I don't mean that in a, in a degrading or demeaning sort of way. It's just, they think very granularly. And sure. that helps this person be a really good engineer, right? Yeah. But the problem is when you have a person who thinks at a 40,000 foot level trying to communicate something to a person who thinks at a 30 foot level, it's, hey, Jeff or Brian saying, take the mountain, and in the, in, in the engineer turning around and saying, okay, well, do I go uh, up the front of the mountain? Do I go around the side and then go up? Um, what kind of shoes do I need to wear? How long is it going to take me? Should I pack a lunch, right? And, and so when you have two people who are thinking in very different ways, trying to communicate messages to one another can be very, very difficult. Yeah. So that's just an example of, of how we utilize Culture Index in other ways other than just building an effective team. And had I had the power of that tool from the beginning of my career, um, you know, particularly as an entrepreneur, um, it would have been extremely, extremely helpful. And if I, if I would have been paid more attention to ensuring that the, the, the people on our team are in positions that by their very nature they can be successful in uh, versus something that they just think they might want to do or think they can be successful in. Um, because, you know, at some point in time, it, it, fighting upstream uh, after a certain point in time, you're just going to call it quits. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's, that's the, the thing I wish I would have known back then. Um, you know, I, I just overall, from a professional standpoint, um, if I go all the way back to the days when I was a practicing lawyer, um, I, uh, you know, I wish that I had um, stepped back and, and done a better assessment of myself and who I am as a person and what I really wanted out of my career. Um, because I went, in, I went into the practice of law um, enthusiastic about it, thinking that was, that was my calling. Um, but it was based on a, a lot of surface assumptions and not a lot of, of, of deep digging and soul searching. Yeah. Um, and when I started to do that, I realized that that was not what I wanted to do with my life. And, you know, I look back on it 20 years later, almost, um, not quite, I guess 15 years later, uh, from when I left my practice and, you know, I realize now why I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's very important, you know, Simon McSinnick always said, make sure you know your why. And, you know, that comes to yep. mind when, you, when you're saying that. And the other thing that came to mind when you were speaking about that about that uh, topic is, 
You know, there's a great book out there called Good to Great. talks about making sure you have the right people on the bus and the people that are on the bus are in the right seats. And I think, you know, your culture index, I think that's, you know, essentially what that's helping you do. It's a tool that helps you make sure that those people that are on the bus are in the right seats. Um, because it's yeah. it's one thing to to have an aspiration to do do something, but your qualities may be a little more aligned with a different role in the organization. And so I think it's very important in, as a leader to be aware of that, spot that, and 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 figure out a way to to make that work for not only the employee but for the organization. Yeah, and you know, it, uh, and that kind of takes takes me full circle back to a question you asked me earlier, which is. You know, honestly, if, if I had to point to one attribute or one quality that I think that every leader has to have is they, they do have to understand and know what their why is, right? And, yeah. and, and I feel like in my experience, that why needs to be bigger than themselves yeah. in order for that person to be a truly great leader. Because the, the people that I've had experience with who called themselves leaders or were in a leadership position um, uh, or considered themselves to be a, a, in a leadership position by virtue of some vested authority that they had, yep. um, who didn't who didn't have a, a purpose or a, or a mission or a vision or, uh, or a why that was bigger than themselves. Um, frankly, those are the those are the people that I've I've learned a lot from. Um, but I've learned a lot about w- the kind of leader I didn't want to be. Yeah. Well, I think there's I think that's a good point. I think there's a, a major difference between being. Uh, in a leadership position or being a quote unquote manager and actually being a true leader. I think there's some major differences there. And I think, you know, that's, that's a very important, important aspect. Uh, I always finish this podcast out with the a question that I think is important to, to ask that it gives our listeners um, maybe some, a leave behind, I guess you could say, but for everybody who's kind of listening to this podcast and has listened to our podcast before, we always ask the same question. And that is if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners uh, what would it be? Oh, with respect to leadership, um, you know, I, I would, I think the thing I would say, and I, I, I kind of echoed this sentiment a little bit throughout our conversation, but I think I would say that it, it's an ever evolving and, and growing process, right? Um, don't, don't ever think that, uh, you can't become a better leader. Um, you know, I, I look back on my, my career and my experience and my growth and, and leadership journey. And, you know, frankly, it's, it's only in the last, um, three to five years that I, I can really look at back at myself and say, I think, I think I've, 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 I've done a pretty good job in those last few years of, of being an effective leader. I, I still have a long way to go, but, um, you know, it took me, I mean, I'm 45 years old. I've been in, I, I've been in a professional career now for, you know, 20 plus years. And, you know, it took me every bit of, of 15 plus of those years to, to really understand um, who I was as a person, what was driving me and how I could, um, based on all that, become the most effective leader that I could be. Sure. So, you know, just, just keep learning and keep growing uh, would be the piece of advice I would give. Well, I think no. I think that's a very great piece of advice. You always got to just keep keep being a student of the of the game and and keep growing as an individual. And so, uh, I appreciate that piece of advice. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you giving us uh, you know twenty minutes of your time to you know re- and review leadership qualities that you have as a leader in our community. Um, and hopefully, our guests enjoy this podcast as well. I'd also like to thank our sponsors of of this podcast, NWO IT Services. 
Inbound Blend Digital Marketing and Cornerstone Employer Solutions. Jeff Lenahan with Avocado, thank you so much for your time today, sir. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Have a great day. You too.